Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time. Then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them. And sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I'm Jay Thomas, and this week is a special WrestleMania special. I think I said special too much there, and I apologize. I'll never do it again. I am a big fan of wrestling, almost as much, if not more, than I am a movie fan. And, you know, I could, I've thought about throwing wrestling into the show before because I rewatch a lot of wrestling matches, like a ton, especially around WrestleMania season. Oddly enough, this year I haven't as much as usual, uh, but it is WrestleMania 38 this weekend, and I thought it'd be fun to talk about movies that uh, either has wrestlers in them or is about wrestling. So let's just, <laughs> let's start with the immortal Hulk Hogan and uh, his wrestling movies. I mean, probably the most famous of his wrestling movies is No Holds Barred from 1989, and I absolutely loved this movie. I don't know if I ever saw it all the way through when I was younger. It wasn't until I got a little bit older that I saw the whole thing. Because I think for some reason, and I have no idea why, I thought it was rated R when I was younger. So I never, I didn't watch it. I think because it was on like Showtime and I didn't have Showtime, but my cousins did. And I thought everything on there was rated R for some reason. I don't know. But Hulk Hogan plays uh, the character of Rip, who's essentially just Hulk Hogan. I mean, he even has the World Wrestling Federation Championship in the movie. In fact, it's the same one, or it looks like the same one anyway, that the Ultimate Warrior had uh, at what I thought was the same time, 1990, but it was actually in 89. And in my kid brain, I was, was like, oh, the Ultimate Warrior must have let him borrow the belt. Uh, the best thing about No Holds Barred is uh, this scene. <laughs> <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> it was also the movie that introduced us to Tom Tiny Zeus Lister, uh, he who plays Zeus. And uh, he ended up taking this character into the WWF. It didn't last very long. He's not a great wrestler, but he is very imposing looking. And uh, Kurt Fuller, who is kind of the bad guy in Ghostbusters 2, uh, is a, a TV network boss who pits a wrestler called Zeus against a wrestler called Rip in a wrestling match. But it's like an octagon, and it's before the UFC. It's a crazy movie. It, it's, it, I love it. It's wrestling all the way through. Uh, I love that it <laughs> on the box it says no ring, no ref, no rules. But in fact, there is at least at the end, there's a ring and there's a ref. It doesn't appear that there's rules. And Zeus dies at the end. Can you imagine watching a wrestling pay per view now and at the end somebody gets stabbed with a pole? You'd be like, what the f just happened? This is fake. You know, there's somebody that'd be like, oh, that's fake. I love No Holds Barred. It is super cheesy fun. If you've never seen it, go out of your way. Watch the movie. And I, I don't know if this movie technically counts as a wrestling movie. However, Hulk Hogan's in it again, and he does play a wrestler in the beginning, at least. It's very strange. Mr. Nanny 
And that came out a very long time ago. It came out in the early, mid-90s. I'm going to say, like, 93. Uh, he plays a character named Sean Armstrong, who uh, is a former professional wrestler hired to be the bodyguard slash nanny for a couple of bratty kids whose inventor father is being stalked by a rival. Okay, so, like, when they say bratty kids, that doesn't even cover it. These are, like, straight-up sinister, evil villain children. They have gadgets. They try to electrocute him at some point. Uh, they have a magnet system that is going to essentially kill him with weights. Uh, but it's all fun and games. It, it's, you know, it's after Home Alone, so that's what kids do. They, they act like homicidal maniacs, but as long as they're cute, it's fine. I think it's probably most famous for Hulk Hogan being in a tutu. And like a dog being thrown into the ocean in the very beginning of the movie. That's not even part of the story. That just happens in the background. Somebody's throwing a dog, which appears to be like a dead dog, into the ocean. It's like, what am I watching right now? Uh, there's this weird stuff in the movie where like he has flashbacks to wrestling characters from WCW. Because he's in WCW at the time. And I remember him talking about this movie. And every time he did, it wasn't called Mr. Nanny at the time. It was called Rough Stuff. And I don't know why that has always stuck with me, but it has. Uh, Sherman Helmsley's also in it. It's just, it's a, it's a, I can't say it's a good movie, but I remember enjoying it when I was little. Uh, it definitely, it came out around the time of like Three Ninjas and Surf Ninjas and the Ninja Turtle movies. I don't know why there's all these ninja ones. This isn't a ninja movie. I feel like I'm on a, a path to another podcast. The mid-90s karate ninja movies. Another good one. Again, I say good movie very lightly. Hulk Hogan's other one, Suburban Commando. I mean, he's made more movies. Like, he actually made a Three Ninjas movie, but those don't count. We're talking No Holds Barred, uh, Suburban Commando, and Mr. Nanny. Those are the best Hulk Hogan movies. And they're not even very good. But Suburban Commando's got Christopher Lloyd in it. And it's got The Undertaker as a bounty hunter that has a super high voice. Oh, what is this, a tag team? You're a dead man, Ramsey. No wonder you guys never talk. Hulk plays a, a man from space who crash lands on Earth. And these space bounty hunters come chasing after him. And uh, he rents a a room from Christopher Lloyd and Shelley Duvall. Do I need to explain any more of the movie? I don't think I do. I think that's plenty to get you to be like, you know what, I'm going to watch it. Those are the only three Hulk Hogan movies that you ever need to see. No Holds Barred. Definitely watch No Holds Barred because that's like a wrestling movie through and through. Uh, then you got Suburban Commando, not a wrestling movie, but it's got Hulk Hogan and it's ridiculous and Christopher Lloyd's in it. And he's frozen at one point. You can't beat that. Plus it's got The Undertaker. Uh, and then uh, Mr. Nanny. Those are fine. They're not great, but... They're Hulk Hogan, and he's about as wrestling as it gets. Uh, another good wrestling movie from the 80s, one of my favorite wrestling movies from 1986, Body Slam. It's the outrageous comedy where wrestling meets rock and roll, and a loser becomes a legend. You don't need music to wrestle. This is a movie completely about wrestling. Um, it stars Roddy Roddy Piper, the Tonga Kid, Sam Fatu, is in it. Uh, we've got Afa and Sika, the Wild Samoans are in this. Captain Lou is in it. Dirk Benedict from uh, the A-Team. I met him when I was four years old. Tanya Roberts. 
I mean, this is just 80s gold right here. And basically, Dirk Benedict's character is a music manager who's not great at it. He's basically like a car salesman. And he's the manager for this fictional rock band. And uh, he somehow, I can't even remember, I just watched this not that long ago, stumbles into being a wrestling manager about this tag team. And it's very early 80s kind of wrestling, mid-80s. It's like the, the rock and wrestling that WWF was doing at the time or was about to do with Cyndi Lauper. And it's just fun. It's just fun, campy wrestling nonsense from the 80s. And uh, the wrestling's very quick. The matches are very short. Uh, like the main event, or main event, the ending of the movie is uh, uh, the Barbarian and Warlord, I think is the other tag team. or it, 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 they're, they're, they're like the Barbarian and Warlord. And they go against Roddy Piper and uh, the Tonga Kid. And it's like a two and a half minute match. It's crazy. And like in the middle of the movie, uh, our heroes get hurt and then they have to come back. I I enjoy this movie a lot. I kind of had forgotten about it. And then they just put out a Blu-ray of it last summer. And I thought it was a blast. I I had so much fun watching. I almost did a podcast just on the movie. But I felt like it was one of those movies that if I was going to talk in long form about I would need somebody with me and not enough people that I know have actually watched this. I remember this being on HBO like a lot when I was younger, but it is super fun. You can get it on the website Kino Lorber. They put out the the new Blu-ray and there are some special features on it. I don't remember there being a ton, but uh, it is it is enjoyable. It's a movie I really did like. Hal Needham directed it, who I just talked about in a couple podcasts ago. Uh, he made Rad. Uh, so if you if you watched Rad and you like that, it's sort of like Rad but with tag team wrestling, which is, it's silly fun. I like it. Um, and if you want to stick to wrestlers being in movies, uh, why not Roddy Piper? That dude actually had legit good movies uh, on his resume. We're talking They Live with John Carpenter. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, shit. Oh. Hell Comes to Frogtown. I can't say that's a great one, but that is a fun B-movie that uh, uh, I've only seen it, I think, maybe twice. But I enjoy it quite a bit. <laughs> Roddy Piper was just one of those people that kind of transcended wrestling. That's why he left for a while uh, around the time that he was feuding with Hulk Hogan. He just kind of up and left and was going to get into the movies. And uh, They Live didn't quite do what he was hoping it would do, uh, and he went back to wrestling. But... I love They Live. I, I think that is uh, one of John Carpenter's best movies. It oddly seems to make a lot of sense these days. Then kind of moving up later in the 90s, there's, the, of course, the documentary. Not not all wrestling movies are funny. There's the documentary Beyond the Mat, which is one of the most depressing things I have ever seen in my life. Uh, it's very good. It is very good. I like it a lot. But I haven't watched it for a long time because, like I said, it, it is depressing. Um, it kind of covers the attitude. Well, some of the attitude era from the WWE. It covers a little bit of WCW, but not very much. Um, and, like, independent wrestling and uh, ECW and things like that. And covers guys like Terry Funk and Mick Foley and The Rock. Uh, before, you know, he left wrestling and became, you know, Dwayne Johnson. Which is weird to say became Dwayne Johnson. He literally born that way um you see his kind of rise and i don't think the rock comes off that well in the documentary but uh it, it makes mick foley even more endearing it's a 
sad story of, of Terry Funk who can't retire. And this was in, like, 99. We're going to say, like, probably they filmed some of it in, like, 97, 98. And he was having a retirement match in the movie. Dude didn't retire for, like, a while later. Like, he was still doing matches for a while after this. There's also a huge segment on uh, Vince McMahon, and he actually did an interview, which is cool, but uh, he doesn't always come off all that well. Uh, and and then, of course, the cool oh man. The Jake the Snake Roberts section is so sad and so depressing because he was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up and still is to this day. When I watch old stuff on him, it, I still love Jake the Snake Roberts. But, man, it gets it gets real sad when it covers his addiction and kind of the darker side of wrestling. And that, that's kind of what this movie is, is sort of like the darker side and kind of the fantasy side of, of wrestling. And you get to hear Mick Foley being basically out of his mind, uh, not knowing really what he's talking about after he gets dumped off the cell from The Undertaker. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, you know what I'm talking about because it's one of the most famous uh, scenes of all time. Uh, I You could easily pair Beyond the Mat with the movie The Wrestler, directed by Darren Aronofsky and uh, starring Mickey Rourke. That movie is great. I'm an old broken down piece of meat and I deserve to be all alone. I just don't want you to hate me. Two words. Three. Match. Bring it. You know, with a little luck, this could be my ticket back on top. About a down-on-his-luck wrestler who used to be huge in the 80s and now just does independent shows and does signings. And, again, it is depressing and kind of the darker side of wrestling. Uh, it's very, very good. I like it a lot. Uh, I haven't watched it for a long time because, again, like... It's very serious, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it being serious. It won a bunch of awards, and it, it rightfully should have. It is a very, very good movie, um, but The Wrestler is definitely, it, it makes it, it doesn't make you happy. It doesn't make you all that happy while you're watching. I'll tell you a movie that does make me happy while I'm watching it, and that is Ready to Rumble, uh, which came out in the late 90s, uh, starring David Arquette, Scott Kahn. It was made by the people that made Varsity Blues, and WCW, like all of World Championship Wrestling, is in this movie, except oddly, uh, Eric Bischoff and like Hulk Hogan's not in it. But there's a lot of uh, wrestlers. Sting's in it. Sid, I mean Perry Saturn, Rey Mysterio, all the, all the kind of the big names that could get away uh, in WCW at the end of the '90s. And uh, this, of course, led to David Arquette doing publicity stuff with WCW and becoming the World Heavyweight Champion, which was one of the most controversial things in all of professional wrestling. Uh, I enjoyed it. People, I know there's people that get mad at me when I say that. I didn't, it, like, people were upset because they thought that it was, you know, tarnishing the legacy of WCW and the, that world title. They had been doing that already. Like, this was getting people to watch the show, and that's really what all that anyone cared about at that time was the ratings. And this movie was kind of part of that. It's a it's a very silly and stupid movie, but I really like it. It it plays with wrestling like it, it's realistic in the beginning. Like it shows you kind of the behind the scenes and everybody talking to each other and the talking that goes on in the match with Diamond Dallas Page and Jimmy King, uh, who I I absolutely love the character of Jimmy the King. Oliver Platt is amazing in this movie. And but then like they kind of turn on him and then it becomes real. So, like, they, they, they try to play both ends of it where wrestling's fixed and then, oh, no, wrestling's absolutely 100% real. Wrestling's not fake! 
it's it's very strange the way they do that, but the whole movie's ridiculous and silly, and uh, it's so much fun. The crazy old bastard was gonna kill me. How hard you hit him, King? He's an old man. I gave him a little flick. No, you kicked him in the face. You all right, baby? I'll... <sighs> you! I love this movie, but I, I gotta say, I could also see if you're a wrestling fan and this movie offended you, because it does not exactly shine the greatest light on wrestling fans. But that's the thing that I love about wrestling is every walk of life loves wrestling. I've been to a WrestleMania, and that was one thing that I noticed was, like, you see just about everybody, every kind of person enjoying wrestling. Super rich people, uh, very poor people, people that seem like they're probably very educated, other people that are clearly not. Like, I was, a guy came and sat next to us, that was super hammered and was almost standing on the railing. And I was like, this son bitch right here is going to die. And I just want to watch The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Please get down, sir. I was very nervous. But that, and that's kind of, that's my favorite thing about wrestling. It, it, it brings just about everybody into it. Uh, another wrestling movie, kind of a newer wrestling movie, Wrestling With My Family, uh, the movie about uh, WWE superstar Paige. Um, starring Florence Pugh as Paige. Uh, I think that was one of the first... I don't think that was the first thing I, I saw Florence Pugh in, but it was definitely, you know, obviously the one that caught my attention because Paige is one of my favorite wrestlers and uh, a movie about her, and it was being produced by The Rock. The Rock was in all the trailers, and I was like, I don't think this dude's in it that much. And he really he was in it about as much as I thought he was, but I didn't realize he was as involved in uh, the beginning of, of Paige's career as he actually was. I know a lot of the movie isn't exactly how the story goes, but if you don't know the story, it doesn't matter. Like, it's actually really good. It's all about her family who's been in the wrestling business, her mom and her dad. Uh, her dad played by Nick Frost and her mom, Lena Headey, from uh, Game of Thrones. And Vince Vaughn's in it. She He plays uh, the coach for the WWE, which I thought was thought that was kind of funny. I don't buy that he'd be a, a wrestling trainer, but, you know... I don't really care because it's fun. Florence Pugh's really good in it, and I've only watched it like once, and I need to rewatch it because I think I would like it more than I did the first time. The reason I think I was kind of hesitant the first time I watched it was because I know so much of her story, and there is a documentary about uh, Soraya or Paige uh, and her family. Like they were doing a documentary about her, and it's really good. Um, and I, but I think if you've seen that and then you watch the movie. There are some inconsistencies, and I was like, oh, I don't really like that. But, I mean, if you don't know the story, it's not a big deal. It doesn't super alter anything. Um, and it's funny because there are characters that are based on wrestlers that are in the WWE now that are, like, huge right now. I'm pretty sure Charlotte Flair is the blonde character, but that's not her name. Um, and I just, I've always thought that was pretty funny. Uh, but check it out if you've never seen uh, Fighting With My Family. It is, uh, it's, it's a pretty fun wrestling movie and it's actually it's actually one of the good ones which they're not always that good i enjoy them but they're not always that good i'll be the first to admit it a movie i kind of forget about uh it came out in the mid 90s or, or not mid 90s it came out in the mid 2000s early 2000s nacho libre with jack black i mean it's been forever since i've seen it it's from the creators of napoleon dynamite jack black plays a luchador a mexican wrestler do you need anything else i feel like that's enough okay or fans Listen to me. Listen to Ignacio. I know it is fun to wrestle. A nice pile drive to the face. Mm -hmm. Or a punch to the face. Mm 
But you cannot do it because it is in the Bible not to wrestle your neighbor. And, you know, there's lots of wrestlers. I've talked about The Rock being, uh, you know, Dwayne Johnson and being in the movies now. I mean, there's so many of his movies that I, I find very entertaining. Obviously, I like the Fast and the Furious movies. Uh, when he first got into movies, he did, like, the Scorpion King 2. Awful. Uh, awful. He had the charisma. You could see it in the beginning of the movie, and then he, he the Scorpion King comes back at the end, and it's just it's complete CG nightmare. And, like, the SmackDown game on PlayStation looked better than the special effects at the end of The Mummy 2. And it completely ruined it. Mummy Returns, I think is what it was called. Um, but then he did other movies. Like, I enjoyed Walking Tall at the time and The Rundown. And then he started doing, like, family things and quit being in wrestling. And, I don't know, he was just kind of there and I didn't really think much of him. And then he showed up in, like, G.I. Joe and the Fast and Furious movies. And now he's, like, the huge megastar that he is and I, I enjoy his movies they're dumb as hell but they're fun uh skyscraper which is basically die hard it was enjoyable i had a good time at the matinee it's definitely a matinee kind of movie rampage is the same thing i wasn't expecting anything but i had fun san andreas is okay jumanji at least the first jumanji is great and i wasn't expecting that to be good at all in any way but it was fun john cena big into movies now I would say he doesn't have any wrestling movies. Like, he's got, like, an actual wrestling, like, high school wrestling movie. But if you're going to watch a John Cena movie, I, I would stick to uh, The Suicide Squad or just watch Peacemaker. Those are that, that's the best stuff he's done, in my opinion. I'd say watch Bumblebee, but John Cena sucks in Bumblebee. But the Bumblebee movie is great. It's the only good Transformers movie. Uh, earlier, I was talking about David Arquette from Ready to Rumble. And... Like, so he was a wrestler for a little bit. Uh, I say that with quotation fingers. He was a wrestler. But he loves wrestling. He's a huge fan of it. And he wanted to get back into it. In a couple of years, he did. And he shot a documentary. You Cannot Kill David Arquette is a documentary you can watch. And I highly recommend it. It is so good. And I found myself really cheering for David Arquette. Like, I've talked about him a lot on this podcast because of the Scream movies and how much I've just always enjoyed him. And it was kind of neat to see him overcome a lot of stuff and want to win over the diehard wrestling fans on the indie scene. And the fact that they did the documentary about it, even when he did a death match with Nick Gage and legit almost died and Luke Perry and his son took him to the hospital. Like, it's just, it's a crazy, crazy movie. And I I loved it. I thought it was great. Going back uh, a long time ago, this isn't a wrestling movie whatsoever, but... You can't help but love Andre the Giant and Princess Bride. I could watch that anytime. In fact, I have it right now. Um, I think I'm like 30 minutes in. I've been kind of watching it off and on um, for the last couple weeks. But anytime I see Andre the Giant, it makes me smile. And that movie is great. But are there any other wrestlers? Oh, Batista. Duh, Dave Batista. That is a guy I was not expecting to make really good movies and then all of a sudden out of nowhere he started making stuff that I loved like he did a lot of like straight to video action movies for a while straight to video he was never in the video scene it was straight to streaming you dumb idiot as a henchman in uh Spectre the James Bond movie I loved him in that uh I really liked him in the opening of Blade Runner 2049 
he's I mean he's barely in it. He's in the opening scene, but he does so much and so little all at the same time. Like it's very impressive. Then of course he's Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and the Avengers and does great in that. I mean, so those are some fun wrestling movies, wrestlers to become actors that you could watch on this WrestleMania weekend when you're not watching wrestling but you still want to do wrestling oriented things or you could just flat out rewatch old WrestleManias. Me personally, the first one I ever watched was WrestleMania 8. I love that one. It's not the best, but it's got Randy Savage and Ric Flair going for the championship. Then there's also Hulk Hogan versus Sid Justice. I mean, just the image of them is great. Uh, WrestleMania 3 with Andre and Hulk and Macho Man and Steamboat. I, I mean, those are old ones. I like WrestleMania 22 with John Cena and Triple H. 23 with Shawn Michaels and uh, John Cena. Jump ahead to WrestleMania 25 and 26 for the Undertaker Shawn Michaels matches. Uh, WrestleMania 26, the one that I saw it live in person. Um, there's so many fun WrestleManias. WrestleMania 30 with Daniel Bryan kind of being the theme of the whole thing. Wrestling twice and it's so good. I love wrestling. And uh, when I realized it was WrestleMania weekend, it's like, you know what? I'm going to talk about some wrestling movies. So I hope you get something out of those. Uh, I do recommend Body Slam. If you can watch it, do it. I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Just buy it. And if you don't like it and you're mad at me about it, I'm sorry. Hopefully a lot of the movies I was talking about are streaming. I'm not 100%, but I know you can watch uh, You Cannot Kill David Arquette on Hulu. That I know for sure is out there. So check him out and have a fun WrestleMania weekend. We'll be back next week with uh, Sean. He's returning to talk about Dream a Little Dream, starring Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. It's going to be a lot of fun. Talk to you next week. The Rewatch Podcast is an Alpha Media production.